0: background noise
1: yeah i hear a lot of background noise james somebody's taking a shower upstairs that's oh. that
2: we can hear it yeah it's
1: pretty loud that sucks
2: <laughs> knock on wood they'll be done soon
1: you should go upstairs and tell them to stop
2: yeah be like you're you're not that smelly just go to bed
1: yeah exactly yeah hi guys
2: what's up hey
1: james how are you I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. And Alex?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. I took on a Hornet today. It came into the house. I had a one-on-one death match with it. Ah. it on top, felt pretty good.
2: It's that time of year. Lots of bugs. Lots of stuff waking up.
0: Yeah, the most concerning thing about it is like I had to spend a minute figuring out whether it came through the door or whether it came through my air vent. So that was Honestly,
2: out. she could have been hibernating in you all's house the whole time.
1: I didn't see one outside.
0: Oh, mm. but it came in just as soon as Cece opened the door and closed it. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if maybe that woke it up. The timing—it's mm. very possible there might be like a hornet invasion.
1: I don't <laughs> like listening to that. <laughs> no hornets in our house, please. It's all
2: right. Um, I can kill
1: them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> James, anything exciting happened to you today?
2: Uh not a whole lot that I can think of, really? <laughs> Nothing at all. No Nothing mean today. At all. I think it, well, I mean a lots happened today. Uh-oh. I got I, well, I can't talk about it because I signed an NDA, so I can't talk about it on here.
1: Okay, well now I'm just now I just want to talk about your NDA so
0: uh, no. I guess
1: we should just hop on into the podcast.
0: No, we need to talk about a new thing we need to do. To get to know, get people to know oh, us. Oh yeah,
1: Alex wants... Uh.
0: What I was gonna do is I'm gonna ask a question, maybe at the beginning of each podcast, so we could maybe have like a bit of a non sequitur go on. So I'm just gonna ask a question, and you all just gotta answer it. It'll be it'll be nonsensical, probably, okay. or maybe maybe important life altering stuff. Like, what is the best flavor potato chip?
3: Uh.
1: What's the best flavor of potato chips? Yeah. Oh, I'm a plain Jane. No. I just like I just like regular baked Lay's.
0: No flavor.
1: No flavor. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think you could if I was on a desert island and you offered me chips to survive that are plain, I don't think I would take them. I'd just say I'd just say leave me here, leave me to die. You're I'm mean. a barbecue man. That's, That's a yeah. good man right there. Now <laughs> I'm more of a sour cream and onion. Ew. I know. And yeah, I totally get fan. why people wouldn't like it, but man, I love it. Uh, I'd rather have but, but,
2: vinegar than than <laughs> sour
0: cream. No thanks. But I, but uh, barbecue's a close second for me.
1: Mm. No, it makes your breath smell so bad. It does, yeah. but who
0: cares? I, I feel I good. care. I feel good on mm. the inside.
1: Well, as long as you feel good on the inside, That's right. I feel good with my baked lays. So I
0: think Pringles are hands down the
2: best.
1: Pringles are the best.
2: You know what's weird about Pringles? They're not potato chips. Legally, no, they, they not? can't call themselves potato chips because they got so much soy and other things that they're just called, like, I think they're called like snack crisps or something. <laughs> 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 they're like 5% potato or something mm, crazy like that.
0: No wonder they're the best chips. Once you pop, you can't stop, you know.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: But yeah, I, I just thought maybe that'd be a good thing
2: for I Us like it. Era kind of reminds me of right uh, Inside the Actors Studio. You know, when you get to heaven, what do you most want to hear God say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll save that one for later. Hmm. All right. So who's going first today? Or wait, what's our topic? I guess we didn't even dive into it. We got into chips too fast.
1: Yeah, we wow. got into we got a little sidetracked by <laughs> potato chips. Um, today we are talking about.
0: Oh, hang on. Like CIA mind control operation. Uh, you got a lot of sound in the back of you. Oh James.
2: She's, she's showering again.
1: <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is she showering or is she did she just flush the toilet?
2: No, this is this is a full blown shower. This Well is dang. A, is there more than one person up there?
1: I bet you anything she's shaving her legs.
2: Oh, I bet. That's that's very plausible.
1: That's how it goes. Do you get in and out of
2: the shower or... when you
0: shave your legs?
1: Sometimes. Did she stop? No. No. It sounded quiet there for a second, but
2: yeah, I can kind of hear it still. Yeah, sorry, you guys. You know, it's weird. This never happened, oddly enough. So I don't know what's uh, what's the deal with late night showers.
1: It's the government up there. They're trying to silence what us from the talking. CIA about is a
2: shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all of That's them. It. They're all in suits and they're all in the shower. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're reptilians. Yeah. CIA. It all goes to the top. Yeah, that, that it yeah.
0: does. That it
2: does. First they wash your brain, then they wash each other's back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Can't you just, like, grab a broom and just start banging on the, Honestly, on the over there? Honestly, it's
2: a temptation. Uh, but like I said, this does not normally happen. It's weird. They don't usually take showers, or well, I usually don't hear it, and let alone at
1: night. I don't know what
2: the deal is.
1: Should we just press on, and I can try and get rid of it uh, in post?
2: I it's up to you. I guess because I don't know when she's going to be done. Okay. How strange.
1: So let's just press on. Okay. And we'll let the the woman above you shower. <laughs> but yeah, let's just talk about CIA operations, conspiracy theories. So is that the general?
0: topic this time it's cia operations ah for some reason i was under the impression it was mind control
1: it's not all mind control
0: oh Get man over i'm so misinformed
2: it's like the the really really spooky operations
1: yeah this is the stuff that's going to make your skin crawl yeah yeah
2: Ugh. okay who's going first
1: james is going to go first and james is talking about mk ultra that's james, right tell us all of these disturbing things
2: can do and uh, you know it's funny whenever people think of MK Ultra they a lot of times they immediately think of like the early 70s late 60s but really it started in 1953 and 53 to 64 those 9 years that was when things were really crazy so a lot earlier than when most people think that's when things were bad bad and then they, it finally ended in 73 so it was a 20 year operation But really, those first nine years, that's when stuff gets crazy. It's uh, like even the name. It sounds weird. And that's because the CIA loves to use these little weird cryptograms or cryptonyms or whatever you want to call them to to describe their their different operations. Uh, MK means that the technical services staff came up with it. And now they're called the Office of Technical Service. But back then, it was just the technical service. And Ultra is because... Anything that they classified about World War II intelligence, they would apply Ultra to it. So Ultra MK Ultra really means World War II spooky, de- uh, spooky classified stuff made by the technical services staff, and those are the dudes who make all the really. it's kind of like Q from uh, the James Bond movies, like all oh, the man. weird weapons and wacky gadgets and and things that if we weren't talking about MK Ultra would seem cute and funny but uh not in this case <laughs> so what's what's going on is in the early 50s uh the CIA got super super paranoid because all these commie countries started making nukes you know, you know this was this was around the same time that you know bay of pigs and all that stuff was was looming and and so they're terrified about the soviets and communists in general sort of pulling ahead in the cold war and they got it in their heads because they'd been working on a lot of like mind control, uh, making people really susceptible to suggestion, things like that. They got it in their heads that the CIA could be infiltrated by people who've been controlled. Now, instead of finding a method of rooting out people who are controlled and at which point they'd probably realize, Oh, we're just paranoid and crazy. Instead, they decided to come up with their own programs that would, you know, sort of like brainwash the brainwashed, in other words. You know, a way to control the, 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 the moles that, had, in their opinion, infiltrated the CIA. Very Manchurian candidate, you know, when you start thinking about it.
0: So you're, they're, they're brainwashing the people that are coming in brainwashed already.
2: Yes, that was the, okay. the plan. I know. I mean, it sounds like something huh. from a flipping cartoon. Um, yeah. I mean, really, it's like, well, we'll brainwash the brainwashers. Um, and this all came about largely because of the counterintelligence chief, James. I'm assuming Jesus Angleton because I don't, I've never heard anybody named James Jesus. <laughs> 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 so, let's go with James Jesus Angleton, and he was just super paranoid. And what do people do when they get paranoid? They get more and more despotic, their morals go out the window. Um, People who are naysayers tend to get fired or black bagged and people who fall in line, they just get more and more crooked. So uh, here's here's really what MKUltra sort of consisted of. First thing you do is you try and give your test subjects compounds that will make them not think reasonably. And the reason for doing this is, let's say you've got somebody who has dirt on the CIA or dirt on... You know, a U.S. president, some some asset, some CIA assets they want to protect. You give them those substances. Next thing you know, they're, you know, in town square running around naked, screaming that they're a witch. Well, now they've just been discredited. Right. Oh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Another thing is they want to make people. Oddly enough, they, they also started experimenting in compounds to make people cleverer, like basically mentats from fallout. They wanted to... Experiment. You might want to describe that to people. <laughs> okay. Oh, just a drug that'll make you smarter, that'll raise your perception, in other words, make you okay. better at figuring things out. So, uh, again, they're experimenting with compounds for a variety of reasons, but the first one is kind of the key to what we, we understand later. Um, they also did compounds trying to make people more prone to develop alcoholism, which really makes you wonder about how many senators like to hit the sauce, maybe... Maybe they didn't naturally want to do that. Things that can alter the rate at which a person ages, in other words, to raise or lower their metabolism, kind of reminds me of what we were talking about, about lizard people, actually. Uh, but the biggest one, the biggest reason, there's a several drugs that they, they tested, knockout pills and things like that, which actually may have ended up becoming, you know, the, the whole date rape drug. That could have been, a, honest to God, a result of MKUltra. ultra. Uh, yeah. Yeah, weird to think about, right? Uh, in fact, there's a, later on, we might even want to do an episode about scopaline, but let's not, I'll not get on to that right now. But uh, the, the two big things, though, was they wanted drugs that make people impulsive uh, so they could discredit them, and they wanted drugs that would make people more susceptible to coercion. So when you're interrogating somebody, you you can get answers from them. Or even worse, if you have someone who you're opposed to, you can turn them into an asset by brainwashing them. It actually reminds me. I think it was Sun Tzu who said, "What's the best way to deal with an enemy?" And the answer is make them an ally. MK Ultra. That's really what it was about. It was about taking your enemies and, in this case, forcing them to be your friends by m- turning them into drones.
1: Little mindless. Oh, so yeah. the people, the
0: CIA or wherever, were feeling pretty lonely. <laughs> you would want to force someone someone yeah. be your
2: friend. Uh, you you should work for their PR. That's the, that's the <laughs> nicest way I've ever heard anybody describe MKUltra. <laughs> they
0: just wanted a friend. Yeah,
2: they just yeah. wanted friends. <laughs> so uh, so things got really bad when they started focusing on LSD twenty five. That 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 became the the single focus, and that's really when people think about MKUltra, that's what they think of. They think about LSD twenty five, which uh, I mean. Jesus, it it just it gets so dark, like immediately too, in 53, the year they started it. That's when they were like, hey, this LSD stuff, it sure has uh, some potential. So what do they do? A lot of illegal things. They they start giving it to their own employees. They start giving it without their knowledge or consent. Mind you, this wasn't like, you know, Barbara, come in here for a minute. We want to we wanna try something. No, this was a case where like Barbara would just go get her coffee and the next thing you know, she'd be screaming in a corner. Um, they did this to military personnel. They did this to doctors. They did this to other agents. That is to say other agents for other agencies. Think of that. I mean, I've heard people say that the CIA and FBI are at each other's throats a lot. Maybe this is why. Um, but the worst thing that they did in my opinion, this is, this is a bit subjective, but this is in my opinion, from an ethical standpoint, uh, they started giving them to mental patients, including for example, one mental patient in Kentucky, they gave them LSD every day for 174 days. Yeah. And bear in mind, this is a mental patient. This is someone who can't consent. This isn't someone who did something expressly wrong. Well, I mean, even a prisoner doesn't deserve this sort of treatment, but I mean, this, This is just staggeringly horrible. And the whole point, the reason why they gave this poor fellow uh, so much, actually, I don't even know if it was a man or a woman, but it was to wipe their mind clean. It was to destroy their memories and their feelings and everything that made them a person so that they could just put new things in it, you know, empty that mind out and add new things. So you you pretty much have a robot on your hands, a, a flesh and blood robot. That was the goal.
0: Good Lord, James.
2: Um, They would bribe heroin addicts into taking LSD in order to give them more heroin. Um, but here's where things get kind of really out there. I know so far it's been something. But uh, <laughs> Allen Ginsberg, Ken Kesey, Richard Alpert, you know, part of that uh, psychedelic counterculture. You know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of the big writers. Heck, Captain Kentucky. I met that guy. He was BF's with Ken Kesey, and he was part of that. Uh, what was it called? The psychedelic acid test, you know, where they drove that van all across the country, giving people acid. Uh, turns out all of those guys were part of MKUltra studies. When they were in school, uh, they would go to the veterans hospital and they would, they were approached like, hey, you want to try something? Uh, we'll pay you. And they gave them LSD. And it really, it's what started the psychedelic movement. So the CIA, it's, it's weird to think about, all the stuff in our pop culture, it's really just uh, an experiment by a government agency. It's nuts. So next time you're watching uh, uh, Yellow Submarine, bear in mind, you're just a, you're just a rat in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: good Lord. Yeah.
2: So uh, things get bad. And this is, this is where stuff gets, gets really out there. Um, they give it to one of their own doctors, Frank Olson. Like bear in mind again, this fellow works for the CIA. He does not consent to this. He just he goes to work. He's doing his little experiments. He gets his coffee. His coffee has LSD in it. He runs around town thinking there's monsters after him. Then he gets bummed and then he presumably jumps from a thirteenth store window and dies. Now that even more suspicious later. I'll touch on that uh, here in a little bit. So uh, even people who consented to it, it was still messed up. Like there were seven people again in Kentucky. I don't know why they were so focused on Kentucky it kind of pisses me off, but uh, they were given LSD. They consented, but they were given it for 77 days straight. Uh, uh, seems yeah.
1: a little excessive.
2: Seems a little excessive. Um Yeah, uh, it's astonishing. They did this with other things, too, which, like I said, at some point, I think we should do a whole episode on scoplamine, but they also gave people booze, they gave people weed, they gave people shroom, uh, truth serum, sodium pentothal. And uh, I think most interestingly, though, in addition to heroin and morphine and all the other things you'd expect, temazepam. That was made for a MK Ultra. Kind of makes you not want to ever take that.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) um what what ended up happening oh and this uh, what ended up happening is a lot of people a lot of poor individuals ended up just being driven crazy crazy permanently and never getting paid their families things like that now things get even weirder i know it was, it's a flipping rabbit hole you guys um there was this shrink from from britain that they recruited named Donald Ewan Cameron and he I think he's going to play a little bit of a role. I mean, even if he's not mentioned, well, because again, a lot of this stuff is really, really uh, classified. Um, but he, he, he was part of that Montauk psychic driving thing. Yes. Where they were I have
1: driving. heard of him.
2: This is where things go off the rails with them. Really. I mean, I don't know how this hasn't started a war, to be honest. They decided they were going to just start doing stuff to Canadians under this guy's authority. Um, so they go to, these Canadian asylums and colleges, and I start paying them exorbitant sums to test people, right? Some of this stuff, oh my gosh. uh, They they give these people enough LSD to just destroy them. They start abducting children. There's photographs you can find online of these poor little kids that they would kidnap. The CIA would kidnap, handcuff to beds, give them LSD until they were zombies. They, uh, They did electroshock on people at 40 times the normal power, destroying them. Uh, I mean, these people, some of them, they, they just start pissing themselves. They forget who they were. Sometimes they would forget everything. They, they, they couldn't talk. They didn't know who their parents were. They didn't know who they were. I mean, just destroyed these people. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this is what I mean when I say that that paranoia leads to corruption and corruption leads to cruelty. Um, you know these people were the gods of these these poor experimented individuals, and they acted as such. They they just ran with things. And bear in mind, this happened in Canada, so it's like, how is Canada okay with this at this point? Um, it, it gets even more infuriating uh, after after Watergate, and everybody got all upset about that and started wondering what was going on at the CIA. Uh, the CIA panicked. Uh, Richard Helms, who was the director. Ordered all the files destroyed, and if that had been fully successful, we wouldn't be having this conversation because they destroyed at least twenty thousand documents. Um, wow. Actually, it's probably in the hundreds of thousands because after you know this mass burning, turns out about twenty thousand other documents were mislabeled, so they so they were put in the wrong files, and therefore they survived. So how many
1: documents fe- are there?
2: Well in existence right now about 20,000 but that's probably a fraction of what there was. Yeah. Because like I said there was a mass purge. So in 77 they do a hearing and they're like what is going on? What are you people doing? They formed the church committee which was also known creepily enough cuz we'll probably talk about this whole family at some point the Rockefeller commission and they they investigated all these activities and just based on those the surviving files, the files that were accidentally preserved. I cannot emphasize that enough, that this wasn't like them owning up to it. This was an accident that really shed light on all the stuff they were doing. All the really depraved, I mean, lives were lost, minds were destroyed, children were abducted by a government agency. Um, So yeah, Anyway, Frank Church, that's why it's called the Church Committee, by the way. It wasn't because it was done in church or anything. Uh, <laughs> if it had been, I'd say half the CIA would have burst into flames. Um, they they looked into it, and I mean, really, if you if you look at what happened, it, they just set about enacting new laws. They declassified some of the things that had existed, uh, some of those, those files, and it, very little happened, really. I mean— it's astonishing. Now, this is where things get really uh, – I, to- I know I keep saying that, but I mentioned Frank Olson. They investigated his death because of this, and they found out – I told you before that you know somebody just put LSD in his coffee and then he jumped out of a building. Well, they exhumed him, and they determined actually that he'd been struck on the head and knocked unconscious before he got depressed and jumped. So that leads me to believe that this paranoia at the agency – people who had started to take issue with all the horrible things they were doing were being systematically killed. And he's the only one we know about. Also it goes hand in hand with, like I said, a lot of the people who were involved with our culture, our pop culture, uh, uh, more expressly the counterculture of the sixties, they were involved in, in many respects with this. Like I said, Ken Kesey, um, Robert Hunter. So yeah, the people that we associate with, you know, psychedelics and, Uh, Just a lot of the the things that we we sort of take for granted as something that we think happened organically. It didn't. Uh, Whitey Bulger, the the flipping mobster, he volunteered when he was in jail in Atlanta. (laughs) How crazy is that? Some people even think that the Unabomber uh, was uh, was part of that study. And maybe that was why he was the Unabomber, which, you know, that's a little bit. I think that's a little bit further out there. But that's really what bothers me most about MK Ultra. I was actually telling our mutual friend, Jeremy, we were talking about, you know, how we're, we're doing this podcast. And he mentioned that there, it, it, there's an anti-intellectualism in, present in society. And I said, well, I think that magical thinking comes from the fact that we don't know who to trust anymore. It's like after World War I, everybody was so down and distrustful and they just didn't know what to think of the world or, or what to believe. You started seeing the spiritualist movement where people had seances and stuff. Well, now you turn on the news and you, you hear a bunch of lies and you hear a bunch of nonsense. And I can't think of a greater call to arms and call to action to, to, to research things for yourself than MK Ultra. Because no matter what you think of conspiracy theories, no matter what you think of conspiracy theorists, whether it's really outlandish stuff whether it's David Icke or Alex Jones or, or any of these people, or, or a homeless guy on the street with a sandwich board saying the world's going to end. This instance seems like something nonsensical. It seems It's something people are even quick to dismiss when you mention it. But it's all out there. We know these things happened. And we only know these things happened because of negligence. Because when they tried to burn all the evidence, it, it, it's just nightmarish. Uh, I mean, I'm truly in awe uh that's all I got right now uh Alex, take it away
0: all right, so I had Project Monarch, which is a it's a branch of m k ultra, and the good thing about mine is that it looks like it's almost certainly false. We'll see. <laughs> dumb, yeah. But we'll see that there's, there's one character in particular named Kathy O'Brien that she even wrote a book about it called the uh, transformation of America.
3: Mm.
0: And she writes a full book about her experience in project Monarch. But before I get into that, I guess I should explain the goals of project Monarch. So, I think everyone has seen a film that takes the idea of Project Monarch and uses it. So, and I think you even referenced it, Manchurian Candidate, yeah. or something like uh, Captain America.
2: I knew uh, it was Civil War.
0: Say, yeah, yeah, Civil War, where a character is one person, but then after giving a trigger, usually a, a set of words or images or even a movie uh they become a completely different person with different programming so like uh their only mission will be to kill or to accomplish a certain to, task
1: to comply
0: yes Ooh. to comply yeah so someone will someone will call that person up on the phone in the movie and be like 50 flanks of nutter," <laughs> <laughs> and and the person will suddenly change from change completely and usually attack the nearest person and be all violent or whatever. Hmm. So that's actually what the end goal of project Monarch was, was to take these people from what they were doing at MK ultra and distill them down to where they can be essentially sleeper agents and they could just throw a trigger at them at any time and have them complete a task. Jeez. So what I thought was interesting is, Things go off the rails pretty quick once we start going into Kathy O'Brien's story, and she is the focal point of all of Project Monarch. There's very little outside of her that claims that this thing is real, hmm. uh, but it does. It, it is interesting that Monarch is used to describe like the process of doing this to to somebody, even though this seems to be mostly. It's pretty highly debated. So let me give you Kathy O'Brien's story from uh, from her book, and this is this is a a distillation of her book from Wikipedia, because hmm. everything I read about it is it contradicts itself at multiple points. But we're not going to focus on contradictions. We're going to focus on her story. Okay. All right, so she she claims, like kind of like you were talking about, James, and it seems to be a common thing with a lot of these mind experiments is usually a traumatic experience has, been, has happened to this person. So she's claiming that as a child she was sexually abused by her father as well as a bunch of, I guess, child pornographers. And so I guess the CIA got a hold of her and forced her to participate in this Project Monarch what she complains is a project of MK ultra and a project of artichoke or and project artichoke, which I'm not familiar with artichoke. Uh, but it's essentially a subset of a subset. Okay. So it's even deeper. And I will say that there are no files found on project Monarch. So according to O'Brien, she was put under hypnosis many times and she was, uh, made to recall her memories of her abuse over and over. Mm. And so they also forced her to, uh, into these, I guess, sex rings and all these places. And a common thing that comes up is Satanists. Uh, the,
2: this was uh, during the, the satanic panic, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Satanists play a big role in project Monarch. Uh, not too much in her story, but in in the, the very few other theories that I've seen, and I'm I am going to go into that just a little bit. But allegedly, you know they they use they use the sex and the trauma to control her, and eventually she gets passed around through all the through all these countries: United States, Canada, Mexico, even Saudi Arabia. All these govern all these governments are participating in this big thing. So she's saying that while she's in this sex slave ring, there's a point where she is visited. Like they sit her down, and she is visited by George H. W. Bush. Okay,
2: he was head of the CIA, but we'll see what happens. Goodness. Well, she's
0: saying that he used a hologram to appear in front of her, and saying that he uh, activated his hologram. That reminded her of a lizard-like alien, which provided the illusion of Bush transforming like a chameleon before her very eyes. Huh. And mm-hmm. she says, <laughs> so this hologram pops up, and it, when it pops up, it makes him look like he's turning into, I guess, a lizard. And but what she says is later on that, in retrospect, what she thinks she saw was a bit of a figment of her imagination, but that the hologram was r- real. The reason she says that is because the people in the room placed her in a very specific spot. So that the <laughs> hologram will look as real as possible. Huh. And so she says that as a result of all this trauma and all of this mind control and all these things that she developed multiple personalities, which is a- unusual uh, in regards to what we see in fiction regarding kind of like what I was saying earlier, there are one person, you say a code word, they become a completely different person. Right. So, so she says that she started to develop multiple personality disorder and that one of her personalities had a photographic memory, which is pretty interesting. Now she never gets into whether she is able to converse between these personalities and how she knows one has photographic memory. That's or not. a good
2: question.
0: Yeah, but that's just one of many holes in her story. But she believes that a lot of uh, religious and political people are involved, and she also she also believes that a lot of the celebrity celebrities are involved, and that it's this big operation that's been going forever. The odd thing about Project Monarch is that there are literally zero files referencing it. Even mm-hmm. the MKUltra Ultra files don't even reference Project Monarch. So it's. I guess it's possible that this thing was buried six feet under. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it happened after MK Ultra, right? Right. So they could have learned their lesson. Could True. be. Well, well,
0: it was happening during MK Ultra. So I guess project picture MK Ultra. This is this is the ultimate goal of MK Ultra. Right. Is to have somebody right. that is normal, but at a flick of a switch, you have complete control over. Yeah. Okay. So think of it that way. So the the most interesting thing I thought was that they have several different programmings. So for I guess depending on the task. So Ah. alpha and I would say delta programming are what we see most often in film. So they say alpha programming is regarded as like you get enhanced memory retention, uh, substantially increased physical strength, and visual acuity, and essentially it is purposely dividing the per- the personalities. But it doesn't seem to be for it doesn't seem to be for fight fighting. That's what uh delta is for and delta is the killer programming.
2: That where, is kind of weird. If you're making super soldiers, you'd think you'd want them to be for combat.
0: That's yeah. right. It, well, I mean you got to remember that you can make them for espionage, you can make mm-hmm. them for I guess, stepping away from Delta for just a second, Beta is a sexual programming, which you could use for, uh, as we were kind of mentioning earlier, kind of these, the sex trade and all these types of things, but you could yeah. also use it to extract information. That makes sense. Um, oh, and man. then back to Delta, Delta is the, the killer program where they said that they use it in Delta Force. Is that the theory. Bucky from... Yeah, that, that's Bucky from winter soldier and civil war. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just focused aggression, no fear. And they, they will carry out their mission until they die. Mm. Uh, and then the rest of them are kind of similar. Omega is self-destruct. So eventually they go and rid themselves from this world. So that I guess to keep information out of other people's hands and that's, that's project Omega. But, uh, The most interesting one, and this is where I found just a little bit about the satanic, is Project Theta. And this one kind of goes into yours a little bit, Cece, I think. This is considered the psychic programming. And they call these people bloodliners. These are people with pure blood, pure satanic blood. (laughs) So They've had generations, they've had generations of people, of satanic people Passing along the bloodline, so they have pure blood, not tainted by us normies.
2: Uh, so wait, they all descend from, like, a lot of Satanists, or do they descend oh, from yeah. Satanists? Yeah, that's okay.
0: So, the, the description is, they are those coming from multi-generational Satanic families.
2: Okay.
0: So, a bunch of Satanists. So, I guess your belief changes your genetic material <laughs> oh, somehow, wow. but... But essentially the reason this is psychic programming is because you're able to program that person psychically. Not not that you're giving them psychic powers, but that you're you're able to speak to them mentally and control them without having to give them a code word, I guess.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> and the reason they do that is because bloodliners have a better Chance of having telepathic abilities than non-bloodliners. Well,
2: of course. I mean, if Grandma was a devil worshiper, why wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> but, and, uh, oh, it, but, I mean, really, that's it. It's it's the whole project is a lot of, in my opinion, nonsense. Same I way. like I like that, and I don't know if that's where a lot of the fiction came from. It doesn't sound because I think this idea has been around before. Mm. 1953 which is when MK Ultra started I believe. Right, yeah. Um so it's interesting to me that that story plays into that so much and it's something so widely used in especially spy movies and that type of thing. Yeah. Uh but a lot of conspiracy people claim that celebrities are big victims of this. That's why you and it's kind of like you were saying earlier uh that's why some of these people lose their minds. Is because right. they have these multiple personalities, like Britney Spears shaving her head. Uh, I right. doubt she got the signal to shave your head. That was her self-destruct. Was uh, <laughs> you don't need your hair. Um, but it, it, I do think it's interesting that it, it's so prevalent in media. But mm. yeah, that's about it. It, it doesn't seem to me like it's really there. Yeah, but
2: it sounds pretty crazy. But but yeah. counter theory here, I, I one of the chief. Goals of MK Ultra was to make people act crazy and discredit them. Maybe Kathy O'Brien was onto something, and then they got to her, and now she's just crazy.
0: Yeah, and I, I wish I knew more about MK Ultra so I could see what the holes are.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, but a lot, a lot of people online seem to think that her story directly contradicts certain aspects of MK ultra that we know for a fact. Yeah.
2: Well, the satanic stuff just sounds
0: really left. <laughs> and the, the, uh, project Theta, I believe it is, which was, which is the, uh, the satanic that is not from Kathy O'Brien. Uh, that is, that is from some other conspiracy theorists, but, uh, yeah, that's it for me.
1: Interesting. Good gravy. I don't know how I'm going to follow you guys. Well, there's
0: not much to follow on mine. I mean, mine literally sounds like it's just fiction.
1: Well, it sounds like a good movie. sounds like a lot of good movies that I've seen.
0: Yeah, it does. And that's what I think is the coolest part is that as soon as I started reading about Project Monarch, because James gave me the topic and said, go do this." Yes. And as soon as I I looked into it, I was like, oh, I don't know exactly what this is.
1: (laughs) Well, I was given the task of researching Project Montauk. Which is very very interesting, and it does kind of have like some MK Ultra aspects to it. Um, I got a lot of my information on Wikipedia, which is just like the best place to find research, um, and that kind of led me to to some other websites, and I, I watched some videos, and I even have a book so that I got some information. A, you in. got a
0: book delivered? Yeah, I got a book. And you've been reading it?
1: Yeah, thanks so Amazon Prime for getting that to me so quickly.
0: I expect you to know every single thing about MK or Sorry.
1: Project Montauk.
0: Project Montauk.
1: Okay, so what is Project Montauk? Project Montauk is said to have been a series of top secret experiments carried out by the U.S. government, so kind of what we're all talking about. But these projects were specifically on various paranormal subjects. Uh, Mind control was one of them, so that kind of ties into the MKUltra. But they also apparently studied time travel, aliens, teleportation, Uh, things like that oh yeah and all the research was reportedly carried out at camp hero which is a u.s army base in montauk long island uh in new york that's where the the project gets its name project montauk
0: now is camp hero that where winter soldier
1: takes place i don't think so that happened in new jersey thank you very much oh
0: you're right oh man
3: How embarrassing.
1: Uh, Yeah, you need to study up on your marble. (laughs) The problem with Project Montek is that there isn't really much firm evidence that it actually happened or existed. We get most of our evidence from a set of people. Specifically, I'm going to talk about three of them. But most of the information that we get is from Preston Nichols, Stuart Swerdlow, and Alfred Bilek that's how you say his last name. I, listening to our podcast, I realize I, I'm not very good at pronouncing people's last names and <laughs> a lot of words as it is. So if I said his last name wrong, please let me know. Um, you know, don't let me know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the information from Mr. Preston Nichols. And he claimed to have been a part of Project Montauk. And one day he just kind of happened upon some repressed memories of his times at Camp Hero. He was a researcher there. And I tried to find more uh, about Preston Nichols on Wikipedia, but he doesn't have a page, you guys. If he has, it's been deleted, weird. which is a little yeah. fishy. It yeah, means it's a he never fishy. existed. If
0: you don't have a Wikipedia page, you never existed. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, he's a huge part of this project, and people talk about him. Like, if you search Project Montec, you'll find him. But then you click on his name, and it just leads you straight to a page that's only about his book. Ooh. Yeah. creepy. So, yeah, a little strange there. So... Preston, good old Preston, he wrote about some of the things that took place on, uh, at the Montauk Project with a man named Peter Moon. The series of books are called, wait for it, The Montauk Project. Oh,
2: very clever. Yeah,
1: they got really creative. But there, there's, a, there's a series of books, the first of which is called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time, which is the one that I actually purchased and have been reading. And it's a good read so far. I'm only about 40 pages in. But I did like it so far. But the book outlines the projects that were said to have happened at Camp Hero during the 1970s. And the first book, I guess, is mostly about the time travel experiments. Uh. And yeah, the Philadelphia Project is mentioned. If you've never heard of the Philadelphia Project, um, it's said to have happened in 1943, I guess. A Navy ship was made invisible to enemy ships. as That's the way that I kind of understood it. But some people claim that the ship traveled into another dimension through time. It just like straight up disappeared off We're the map. We're
2: totally doing an episode about that at some point. Yeah, we got to do an episode mm-hmm. on that.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Well, they met aliens. Sailors died. It was crazy. And I have a lot more that I could say about the project experiment, but we are going to cover that topic in depth in another episode. Definitely,
0: I got to hear more about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm not going to get into it. But back to Montauk. So there, are, I, I'm only 40 pages into the book, as I mentioned, so I don't know everything that happened in the book. But according to the Wikipedia page for the Montauk Project Experiments in Time, here are some of the things that are said to have happened during Project Montauk. Okay. So this kind of has to do with what you, your stuff, Alex. Uh, people with psychic abilities were tested and enhanced. Ooh. But in the process, they were basically abused and scarred for life. Oh. Huh. Some of them were killed. It was bad news bears.
0: One step forward, two steps back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, a guy named Stuart Swerdlow, who is another one of the people who we get a lot of this information from about Project montac also does not have a Wikipedia page. So, mm. hmm. Uh, he claims that he was a part of the, this specific set of psychic experiments. And I listened to an interview that he gave to coast to coast AM in May of 2018 and he had a very interesting childhood and family ties. Like, he, his family was kind of, uh, I think they were linked to the KGB. Interesting. Well, yeah. So, That's cool. Yeah. So, he's got some interesting family ties. But he claims that as he was, when he was little, he was taken by aliens many times as a child. And he went into all the different types of aliens, which were really interesting. But I'm not going to get into that right now. But. One of the aliens that he did say took him was similar to the Greys slash Reptilians that we talked about in episode oh. one of the 13th Floor. That's cool. Yeah. But his specific power is reading minds. He can look into people's past lives, and he can also kind of sense what's going to happen to a person in the future. He claims that this is why he was a part of Project Montauk. So they were kind of studying him for the, those mm. things. Yeah, and he also briefly talks about time travel but for Montauk, he says that the US government experimented on him specifically with the intent of using his power to control other people's minds. So maybe kind of like your Project Montauk, the, the Theta protocol. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to psychically control.
1: Psychically control other people. And he claims well, if you want if you want to hear more f- from him specifically about what happened at Montauk, I do recommend listening to his interview for that he gave to Coast to Coast. You can find it on YouTube by searching Stuart Swordlow, mind control, and the Montauk Project. Look that up on YouTube. It's an hour long interview, but it was really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, so I highly recommend that. Mm. Okay, another thing that is said to have happened uh, during Project Montauk: humans were tested with various serums to create people with special abilities. Think Captain America. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah so they Captain created- America everywhere. There. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Captain America is actually nonfiction. Oh. <laughs> Another thing that happened at Project Montauk, a porthole in time, also called a time tunnel, was created allowing researchers to travel anywhere in time or space.
0: <laughs> okay, that one yeah. happened.
1: If you guys could go through the time tunnel, where would you go?
0: Uh. Ooh. So travel anywhere in time or space. Yeah. Can I wear a spacesuit when I go through I don't care. I want to go to, to the nearest inhabitable planet.
2: That makes sense.
0: I, you know, I just want to see it. You know I just want to say, like, hey, is it is it actually inhabitable? If I get there, am I going to be like, chased by some aliens? Can I go back through the tunnel? Yeah you, through? yeah,
1: you can go uh, back through the tunnel. Okay. I know <laughs> what I want to do.
2: I know what I want to do. This is such a good idea. Oh, man. What do you want I to do? I want to go back in time to exactly one year before the moon landing and I want to go to the moon and I want to take a bunch of crazy stuff with me, like a Viking costume and like pirate gold, just crazy (laughs) stuff so that when I die on the moon and I land, they find me and they're like, what (laughs) happened here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently James sorry to burst your bubble, but according to project Montauk, the moon landing was a hoax. Sorry, part of it was apparently filmed at Camp Hero.
3: Uh,
1: this is according to uh, according to the Wikipedia page about um, Project Montauk, so Interesting. Yeah, just just some uh, They just some,
0: covered all their bases. They covered time travel.
1: They covered everything. Yeah. Aliens. Everything well, I'm been, not even done Everything
2: is Camp Hero. Weird. Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah, there's there's a, a lot more. Um, researchers were able to make contact with alien life via the time tunnel. Mm. Oh man. But wait. some of which were said to be nice little aliens who gave them equipment so they could further their studies. But there was at least one bad alien, you guys. And this alien traveled through the time tunnel, wreaked havoc at Camp Hero, ate a bunch of researchers, and they had to close the time tunnel once and for all and destroy the monster. (laughs) Does that sound familiar to anybody? Sounds a lot like Stranger Things. Yes. Uh. Yes. Stranger Things was actually inspired by Project Montauk. And Montauk was its working title, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but Stranger Things was inspired by the Montauk project. Um, The Duffer brothers who created the show were actually sued in 2018 for having allegedly stolen the idea for the show.
0: But I think that guy lost the loss.
2: That doesn't mean much.
1: Well, Entertainment Weekly reports that some guy named Charlie Kessler made a short movie called Montauk, and he talked to, he pitched basically the idea to the Duffer brothers in 2014. Mm. Then in 2015, the Duffer Brothers sold the TV show to Netflix.
3: Yeah, that sounds like... Oh, I don't know if he pitched the show to
0: them.
1: Well, this is what he claims. I There's no real way of saying, oh, yeah, he sat down with the Duffer Brothers in 2014 and said, hey, let's make this Montauk. Thing.
0: I did watch his original short film. It's, hard gar- it's hot garbage. You y'all.
1: watched his original short film?
0: or What was it, a trailer?
1: <laughs> it was a trailer, yeah. I, I tried to track down Kessler's short film online. But it's been removed from all the websites. Ooh. The trailer is still up though, which is interesting.
3: It's awful. There's
1: a woman. <laughs> there, there's a woman who basically gets pulled up. There's a, a big swirling cloud up in the sky. And everyone's looking at it, and then she gets pulled up into the air underneath this swirling cloud. And then all of a sudden, she gets bent in half, and like blood spurts out of her belly, and really badly, really yeah, badly spurts pretty. out of her
3: body.
1: It's kind of creepy though.
3: Mm. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Fun fact about Stranger Things, though, Alex and I were extras. Oh yeah, oh,
0: I forgot yeah. about that.
3: Oh,
1: show. Yeah, I Alex
0: escort or not escorting, but pointing for people to run away from a lady with a gun.
1: Yeah. Well, you're kind of you were kind of like a researcher on the psych psychic kids. Yes. Like Stuart Swerdlow.
0: Yeah, take that psychic kid kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he was he was a researcher, and then I was one of the unfortunate scientists that got ripped apart by the mm. alien. By the got, Demogorgon. Yeah, by the Demogorgon. I got some pretty good screen time, too. She did. By the way, guys. Lots of, lot, I lots played of the blood. best dead scientist you've ever seen.
0: Oh, man. It was impressive.
1: Mm. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to the Montauk Project. I do want to mention that a documentary called The Montauk Chronicles by Christopher Garantano, another name I probably mispronounced, <laughs> uh, was released last year in 2018, and it includes interviews with Preston Nichols, Stuart Swordlow and a guy named Alfred Bilek. Bilek
0: oh,
3: boy. Here
1: we go I again. I can't pronounce. <laughs> wow. uh, but he, he, was, he was the one who was said to have been involved with the Philadelphia Experiment. And I was going to watch this this documentary, but I mistakenly decided to watch the two-minute trailer at midnight one day last uh. week. And it scared the trailer scared me enough that I couldn't sleep that night. Wow. I'm I'm a weenie, and so I've decided that I'm not going to watch that documentary.
0: <laughs> oh, not even the name of the podcast? No, yeah.
1: no. It looked really scary, but it does have interviews with all of the people who. So you're who,
0: saying it's probably mandatory reading, but we're not going to do it for the podcast because we're scaredy pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, I'm a scary, <laughs> I'm a weenie. I said it. Uh, oh man! No, I I can. But you guys can watch it and then give me the debrief. <laughs> Let me know what <laughs> happens. Yeah, there yeah. are lots of aliens in the trailer, though. And aliens, for some reason, are terrifying yeah. to me. You
0: don't want to get probed.
1: <clears throat> they are one thing that really scares me. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm pulling an Alex over here.
0: Yeah. So, I have a tendency to be coughing really bad. And the CC nicely edits it. But I'm hoping by talking over it that we have to leave it in. Yeah. CC looks like the one that coughs all the yeah. time.
1: I'm coughing right now.
2: You're coughing <laughs> because we're getting too close to the truth. We've just been inoculated with smallpox. <laughs> oh,
1: don't, oh say don't, don't say that. Don't say <laughs> that. That's <laughs> terrifying. So, some other things that are said to have happened during Project Montac. Let's just kind of get back on our path. Uh, as I said earlier, moon landing was a hoax. The Jersey Devil was created due to bioengineering.
0: Wow. Oh, so the... So So, the Jersey Devil is like man-made monster.
1: Yes. Interesting. Jersey Devil has the head of a dog, the face of a horse, bat wings, a tail,
0: and hooves. That's a disaster. Who who, who wanted to make that? (laughs) Project
1: Montauk, apparently.
0: Someone took their child's drawing and turned it into a monster.
1: (laughs) It was probably one of the scientist kids' drawings. (laughs) And then another thing that I thought was really interesting... They the, they claim that the Civil War outcome was altered due to time travel.
0: I highly doubt that, but yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after listening to all of your paradoxes in mm. episode two,
0: yeah, they would. I don't uh, think it's possible. Yeah, it's but skeptical. I think it was episode three or four.
1: I can't remember what episode the time travel time travel, was. travel episode. Yeah, the time travel episode. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's a good point. Paradoxes would likely not allow it. Maybe, yeah. but you know, uh, all time travel is a theory. Could- None of it's proven.
1: None of it's proven, except was except, it on Project Montauk? standing
0: on a mountain. Anyway, we'll leave that one.
1: So, <laughs> when I was doing my research, one thing that I stopped to think was, why are all these people still alive? These people who are apparently giving us this information. Like, Preston Nichols, he actually died in 2018, rest his soul. But he, they kept him around long enough to where <laughs> <laughs> he could give us info. <laughs> what a way to word it, man. <laughs> And then there's S- Swerdlow and Bielek be- be- like. and <laughs> all of the other the other ones too. Why why did the government you know you would think that they'd be taken out by the government so they couldn't give any of this information about any of these projects out?
0: But then look at how a few people are believing them. So maybe they succeeded. His
1: his his uh books are considered works. They're widely accepted as fiction, even though in the book, if, if you read the very beginning of the book, it says this is all this is nonfiction and it's all memories mm. of Preston Nichols.
0: How mad was the guy that uh, said, "Hey, let these guys live," and then next thing he knows, Stranger Things is on TV, <laughs> and he's like, "Dang it!"
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Belek believes that they that these that they weren't taken out by the government because of their involvement in the time travel and their involvement in all the time travel studies kind of locked them into this timeline
2: that makes zero sense this is like assassin's creed stuff at this
0: point this is wow as a time travel expert now he's already changed the past right he's already done it he's already (laughs) changed the past Him getting killed now doesn't matter. Hmm.
1: You're confusing me.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Remember, time travel confuses me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. As a now time travel expert, as of episode four, five, six. um,
1: Well, if you want to read more of Bielek's thoughts and you can watch other interviews with people who are said to be involved with Montauk, you can go to www.bielek. His last name is spelled B I E L E K www.blokk.com.
0: Okay, so you can watch all that stuff there. Yeah. Do you, do you know where the
1: documentary is? <laughs> the documentary um, Montauk Chronicles. I think you can you can buy it off some sites.
3: Okay. But sure. I couldn't
1: I couldn't track it down. Okay. I mean I know it's out there, but I didn't. Well, cool. I watched the trailer and I said nope, and so I didn't even look further.
0: Montauk pro- uh, project sounds pretty neat.
1: Montauk project is very interesting, and a lot of it I think is. Really great for movies like science fiction movies. But well, I
0: mean, it covers almost literally every yeah. science fiction what movie I mean, with its wide gamut of projects. They
1: studied everything.
0: Good lord. Only thing they didn't do is, well, of never mind. Because they, they can travel through time and yeah. space.
1: What didn't they do?
0: I was going to say that they didn't do space travel, but they did.
1: They did do space travel. So, and they talked with aliens.
0: I mean, trippy stuff. I guess they didn't make an Iron Man suit or something.
1: Well, in the <laughs> YouTube interview that I listened to of Swardlow. <clears throat> Swardlow says that an alien took him to a, a basically a disc that was above the Earth, and they looked down at the Earth together,
2: just like like a picnic, basically.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, like a picnic. They just looked out at the oh. Earth, and he says that the aliens abducted him because they could communicate with him telepathically, of and not many people can do that.
0: So, okay, that's
2: interesting. You know, it's it, that sounds like crazy nonsense, but you know. There's been yeah. claims. I mean, I don't buy into this, by the way. I, I'm just saying, there's been claims that Tesla had like this weird sensitivity where he would just know things, almost like he was telepathic. And he would swear up and down that he was receiving his uh, all his inventions, like from another intelligence.
1: Tesla was a very interesting he man. Very his, he died under very
2: oh suspicious yeah, right. circumstances. Yeah. Also, he was in love with an electric hmm. neon pigeon.
1: An electric neon. Wait. I
2: wait, know everything what? I said was real. I didn't. I'm not having a stroke. Yeah, when he was dying, he 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 swore up and down that there was like this electric neon pigeon that only he could see and that he he loved her. I'm not kidding. I know it sounds like nonsense. I need a fact checker on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just sit here in silence. Uh,
2: we're just processing. Yeah. It. It's I'm, like, I'm pretty uh, sure it was just you know pre-death like you know, things are shutting down, <laughs> but, uh, that's what he said. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I want to, may want we'll to look into some Tesla conspiracy yeah. theories I sometime. I like a lot. That sounds er- pretty cool. Cause I mean, there's a lot of stuff
2: around here. Yeah. Some erotic Tesla pigeon fan fiction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of aliens, that's what we're going to be talking about next mm-hmm. episode.
0: Did anyone say alien? What? Sorry, I thought you were trying to do a transition. Yeah,
1: I, we were talking about aliens. Talking and about oh, okay. <laughs> we Okay,
2: we're talking about pigeons. We were like speaking of aliens, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, everybody, pigeons, aliens,
1: pigeons are aliens. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, you guys wrap up the uh, show. Bro. No, no, no. We're oh. just
0: kidding. Oh. So, All
1: do right. you guys believe in the government conspiracies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, Hank, well, MK Ultra sounds pretty cut yeah. and dry. It's, yeah. a,
2: it's a conspiracy fact.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's one that I would like to dig into myself because it's still so hard to believe, yeah. even though there is documentation out there, and I have seen just a little bit of it. But I, I'd really like to dig into the MK Ultra. But Monarch is just—I believe that that was their end goal. I don't believe there's a Project Monarch, and I don't believe it was ever successful. Understood.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to say the yeah. same. If anything, maybe it was just to discredit that lady. Who knows?
0: Yeah. And then w- Montauk, it covers such a wide array of things. I, I, it was a lot of stuff. I'm not buying it, but <laughs> I do kind of want to watch that documentary.
1: I'll let you watch the documentary and tell me how it went. Yeah. The but documentary I, The documentary trailer thing, was scary, huh? It scared me. Huh. But I'm a weenie. You know that. <laughs> I get scared by like the tiniest little things. Well, I'll check it out. Well, after I watched a trailer, I went to bed and I had a really bad dream that I was abducted by aliens. Ah. And then when I woke up, I was like, was that real or was it a dream? <laughs>
0: Goodness.
1: But my dad claims that he saw an alien.
0: Ah. Save it for next episode. Yeah, we'll talk
1: about the next episode. No, the one thing that I will say about the Montauk Project, while I think that most of it is all fake, mm-hmm. like I believe in some aspect that they were researching these things as to whether they got the results they claimed to have gotten. I don't necessarily believe, but listening to the interviews with the people who were said to have been a part of it, they seem 100% convinced that it happened. And so that's one thing that I just thought was very interesting was that they seem like Hmm. this happened for real. Huh?
0: I think the most implausible thing of, of Montauk is that they covered such a wide range and were successful in such a wide range. Yeah,
2: It's almost like Stargate. I mean really.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just jump everywhere. But I I think Montauk is very interesting.
1: It's yeah. very interesting. And that's just like that's just a little bit of the stuff that that they reportedly hmm. did. Hmm. A little bit.
0: I might actually have to do a little extra research after this episode just to learn more.
1: And I think I think that a lot of these projects had like they all were different projects like, you know, you had Project Montauk or Mon- Project Monarch. Yeah, Monarch. Yeah, Project Monarch and then I had Montauk. James had MK Ultra. I'm sure that everything that happened at Montauk had a different name. Oh, I'm
0: sure that's probably true too.
1: So, what are we talking about next week, you guys? That's
0: so what we're talking about. Aliens. <laughs> Remember that transition you did about speaking of aliens?
2: Yeah, we're doing we're doing <laughs> we're doing uh, Close Encounters. Close yes.
0: Encounters.
1: Next episode, we're going to be talking about close close encounters. Yeah. yeah. I can't speak it. Hey, I'm done.
0: It's a long day. It's almost midnight oh wow it is
1: next episode we're talking about close encounters
0: yeah so next episode close encounters we'll i guess we'll, we'll hold our topic yeah. still the and episode.
2: until then
0: one two three keep it strange. keep it straight.
1: <laughs> all right bye
2: to heaven, what do you most want to hear God say?